Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us now is Andrea Blount. She is a patient education specialist with Penn Medicine. Andrea, good morning. Good morning, Solomon. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you with us this morning. So patient education. So I know there's, I've been a patient. Uh, there, there are a lot of things that patients need to know. What does is, what is a patient education specialist do? So Solomon, I'm glad you asked because it is, it is indeed a unique position in which um, patient education specialists or nurses like myself, we engage with staff with developing, implementing patient education material. So that material you got when you were discharged from the hospital or from your doctor's office, we are responsible for assuring that that material is in a reading level for which you can understand and navigate and be able to provide self-care. Mm-hmm. So what is self-care? So self-care, uh, Solomon, I'm glad you asked, is the ability to be able to um implement the instructions for which you were given. Case in point, if you are a diabetic and you were instructed to give yourself insulin, those instructions that you receive, that you're able to carry out that care when you return home. Okay. And so, you know, we are, of course, in the new year um, and we talk a lot about health and, and wellness. How do you prioritize that uh, when you're trying to have a new start, you know, like like you do in the new year? How do you pr- prioritize it? So that's a great question. And I want to say Happy New Year to you and to your listening audience. Thank you. And earlier, um, one of your callers were talking about it's a new year. We oftentimes we engage in making these resolutions to lose weight, to get in better shape, Mm -hmm. to take the medicine, to get our physicals. So this is a great topic or a great conversation in terms of it being a new year, creating a new you, engaging in exercise, engaging in activities, adopting new health measures, going to get your physical exams, all of those diagnostic tests that we typically hate to go to, and even including dentists and eye appointments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you, you do all of that and and uh, things still might not be, uh, be um, the way you want them in terms of your health. What are some habits that we need to form daily in order to really uh, take care of and prioritize our health? Okay, good question. So I think priority with number one, it's early in the morning. So hopefully we got a good night's sleep. Hmm. Sleep is very, very important in terms of our ability to um, have a good um, sensorium, a good outlook on a day, be well rested. Um, We like to start with uh, bathing and grooming. And then um, we can start like a head to toe, taking care of your eyes, um, taking care of your teeth, uh, making sure you've exercised. Um, Then you're eating a healthy breakfast. I heard someone say earlier, the breakfast of champions. You're eating healthy foods. You're engaging in activity. And as you go throughout the day, um, as I'm sitting, I do a lot of sitting at work. So engaging in getting up periodically and taking a walk, taking a break, resting our eyes. I mean, I could go on and on, um, but for the sake of time, I won't. Um, so I just think just adopting some health measures and someone spoke earlier about, you know, making those New Year's resolutions, you know, write them down and give yourself some accountability. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's great, because when you when you write them down, then then you are accountable. You're accountable to yourself and that list that exactly. you put down on paper. Um, 
but what but what happens in terms of uh you do all of those things and you still have some health issues you know is is that a time to 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 blame yourself no i don't think you should blame yourself because some health issues are inevitable mm-hmm. we do recognize that many of our health challenges are um there's a direct correlation between being overweight Mm-hmm. and getting diabetes mm-hmm. or high blood pressure. If we're eating the wrong foods, high sodium foods, high fat foods, high caloric foods, those kinds of things will increase our blood pressure. They also affect your cholesterol. So there are many things that we can do, preventive measures to not have those health issues despite if we're exercising and doing activity. And then a lot of it is genetics. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't control for that. Right. Right. So um, in, in terms of, um, you know, navigating healthcare systems uh, and getting the information we need from our healthcare providers, how do we go about doing that? Because it can be a lot trying to figure out what's covered, what's not, uh, you know, what doctor we should go to. How do we h- help our uh, healthcare providers to help us navigate those systems? That's an excellent question, Solomon, and I'm glad you asked, and I would be remiss if I did not give a shout out for Penn Medicine. Mm -hmm. But first, you might want to start with, uh, we have patient navigators, we have persons that you can call on our 1-800 numbers to call and give, they'll take some background information, some demographics as to where would you like to go um, to get be seen by a primary doctor, because I recommend that you see a, a, a clinician or nurse practitioner first for an evaluation, an overall assessment before you start trying to self-diagnose and please stay away from Dr. Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we think we know what's wrong with us. And then, you know, we'll do treatments for the wrong stuff. And sometimes that can make it worse. Absolutely. We do self-diagnosing. But I do, again, recommend that you get on board with the uh, clinician to start with a basic assessment, um, a health a good HMP, we call it HMP or history and physical examination, and know your family history. I know this is something um, our target audience, we're talking to black and browns, that typically when we go to a family reunion, we're more engaged in activity, playing spades and eating a fried chicken. Mm-hmm. This is a good time to engage with family members to talk about, is there a family history of cancer? Yeah. Is there a family history of heart disease? Because when you go to see a physician, one of the first things they're going to do is either hand you a clipboard or an iPad. And on there is going to ask you some basic questions about yourself. Then it's going to ask you some f- questions regarding your family. So you want to know your family history so that when you are seen by the clinician, you can be proactive and know that there's a family history of breast cancer. Then they'll immediately zoom in on, well, you need to get a mammogram. Is there a family history for the men of prostate cancer or heart disease? So it's very important that you know your body and you know your family history. Yeah, no, that is extremely important. So when you do go to the doctor, you know, what are what are some of the questions that you should be prepared to ask your healthcare provider um, at that visit? Okay, so that's a perfect segue into one of my favorite topics, and it's called Ask Me Three. Mm-hmm. And Ask Me Three is really um, a tool that can be utilized by patients to ask these three questions. What is my main problem? What do I need to do? And why do I need to do that? Mm-hmm. Because you may um, be there in your physician's office 15, 20 minutes, and there may be a plethora of things that are going on with you. But if you ask those three questions, again, what is my main problem? 
What do I need to do? And why do I need to do that? Mm. That will begin the conversation regarding, so to self-care, because it's a, healthcare is a journey. You just don't go to the physician and stop. It's a clinician telling you what needs to be done and you following through on what you're instructed to do. There you go. So, um, in, in terms of the help that you want uh, and asking those questions, you know, sometimes it can be intimidating. You don't want to ask the question. Uh, you don't know how to go about asking the question. How do you get past the uh, the intimidation factor of, of being at the doctor, being at this healthcare place, knowing you don't really know everything, but there's some things you want to know? How do you get past that? So there, there should be no shame. And this is not the time to be prideful. But to be aware of what's going on, I encourage patients to take a journal with you, with them to a doctor's appointment. First, you're going to be asked those questions. You're going to complete that questionnaire. Then you're going to go in. Physician is going to take, maybe somebody else may take your blood pressure, weight, height, those types of things. And now it's the time to have a very candid conversation. After all, you're sitting there typically in a hospital gown. So that in itself kind of makes you feel a little bit intimidated, but you want to take onus, own your health, own your care. You're with your body 24-7. Know when you had that pain. Try and pinpoint the dates, the times. Uh, what was the intensity? If you had a chest pain, how bad was it? If you had a fall, what day did it occur? So again, it's asking those questions, but not feeling ashamed. If you don't ask the questions, then you'll never know. And you'll do something that you will might later regret when we talk about where do you get your health information. You'll engage in getting your health information from somebody outside the field of clinical care. And I know we trust our barbers. No disparaging on our barbers. Mm -hmm. We trust our hairdressers. Certainly no disparaging there. But you will get it from sometimes a source that's not credible. And it may even be passing down old wives' tales, mother wit, those types of things. But this is the time to really engage in someone that's credible, that's trained, and that is going to provide you with qualitative care. All right. That's Andrea Blount, uh, MPH and RN. She is a patient education specialist with Penn Medicine. How do people get in touch with Penn Medicine? So 1-800-789-6000. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning on WURD. I'm sorry, 1-800-789-6000. Okay, okay. You can also go to penmedicine.org to learn more. Um, so thank you so much and, and we'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM and online at wordradio.com. 